Chris Gilmore. We are back in the studio, episode two of Going Against the Grain. And thank you for all the comments on the last one about parenting. I told my wife um, she thought I had no idea about parenting, but uh, it actually turned out pretty well, that last podcast where we had a special guest, uh, Josh Smith, talking about mentoring kids and parenting. And today's podcast... I have brought in another special guest with us into the studio today to talk to us just generally about life because in our job or, you know, I get to meet a lot of interesting people and um, I reckon this guy's story is going to just blow a lot of people away. So let's let's give you the backstory uh, where he was a Marine, a cab driver, a stripper and a real estate agent. Now, if that has not got your attention, I don't know what is going to get your attention, but I'm like, you know what? I have to talk to this guy and just dive in deep and just find out. I'm really interested more around in in the Marine, you know, to get to that sort of a level. Um, But I think a lot of the blokes listening to this would probably be more interested around the stripping um, occupation. But we will dive in deep. Uh, Welcome to the studio. We have Caesar. How are we, Caesar? I am well, Chris. Thank you so much for having us, man. I'm pumped. Man, it's uh, if you haven't already picked up, um, yeah, there is a bit of an accent. So, Caesar, let's let's talk about your backstory. Where you're from? Boulder or Baltimore? Yes, so I'm from Baltimore, which is 30 minutes northeast of Washington, D.C. I was born and bred there. Yeah. And so when, when did you come to Australia? I came to Australia initially um, at the end of 1997, early 1998. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now for me, you've had a, I probably had a very boring life compared to, you know, what we just went through with, with you. But mate, let's, let's talk about... Like you, you grew up in Baltimore. Yes, um, yes. You've still got family over there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, brothers, mom, cousins, family. Everybody's over there. Um, we are from Baltimore, but my family immigrated to America in 1971 from the lovely Caribbean island of Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's where you get your tan skin from, yeah. is it? Tan skin and <laughs> a little bit of a dialect boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little yeah. Caribbean touch. Yeah, <laughs> well, man, we, we, we should have uh, some some reggae music or yeah. something playing. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. That is cool. So, yep. So, as a kid, mate, what did you do growing up as a kid in 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 Baltimore? What what was life like in Baltimore growing up? Yeah. Well, look, um. Life in Baltimore was a little bit different because it was just after the the, the 60s, 70s, civil rights um, stuff where they had changed the laws in terms of prejudice, but people still had their sort of slant on things, yeah? yeah. Um, but we absolutely had a blast. I played basketball and football and that sort of thing. And yeah, it was good. So I'm from the inner city inner city man yeah okay okay so the hood <laughs> boys in the hood yeah yeah that was a classic movie that was so but like let's let's fast forward man so what what was your first job um my actual first job when i was was i was just 15 i worked for a department store called epstein's and i cut carpet there 
whilst I was in the 10th grade of Ep high school. Epstein's. It's very, very yeah, similar to, to Epstein's. Uh, you know, what was old mate's name? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. similar, man. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, well, ironically, it was family. So, yeah. So oh, dead. really? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> we've opened a can of worms right there, haven't we? Well, yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll stay clear of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I got there, and that sort of taught me the beginning of punctuality and discipline and hard work and that sort of thing you know yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. all right so like what what intrigues me about you caesar is mm. like you're you're quite a colorful character yes to have around like you're the life of the party you're very loud uh i think you're a very humble sort of a person as well too and you do you work bloody hard but yeah um you know to to because you were a marine yes. you were a marine and like you know for for a lot of people to to get into marines and stuff like that like it's a, it's a complete different level yes you know what i mean yes. so like are you okay to talk about absolutely because i've got no doubt you you've fought overseas and stuff like yes. that like you yeah. probably would have seen some stuff that a lot of our listeners we, we couldn't even fathom of what you've probably experienced and seen so like let, let's talk to the listeners about like what was it like? What's the training like? Mm. Um, you know, the, the discipline. and What did you really take away from becoming, you know, a Marine? Yeah, well, look, um, the first thing that I think people need to comprehend is that I'm one of those people where if people say that I can't do something or it's too hard, I obsess about it. So you want to prove the haters you, wrong. Yeah. The naysayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why we get along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's so. it. That's it, man. So like at the end of high school, I sort of considered the army, air force, navy, and everybody said, you'll never get into the Marine Corps because it's too hard. They're crazy and you'll never. And that just made me obsess about it so so i started to train and exercise but i had no idea what i was getting into um when i when i got into it i just barely scraped in but i wasn't prepared for what i was about to embark upon um i would say that the first 10 weeks or 12 weeks was perhaps the worst and most horrible time of my entire life. All we did was train. We had something like 16 hour days and they strip you of everything, of your clothes, your name, and they break you down. They try to break you. They try to break because you. Because to, yeah. to be a Marine, they, they want the strongest, they want the fittest, they want the most mentally capable to, because you're going to go into situations that are probably a normal person probably couldn't handle is that right yes yes and 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 that's the primary focus because although we're doing exercises it's more mental so it's sort of building up your mental reserves and force of willpower yeah um so 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 they broke us down when was, i was, was in there it, a time when you were in it, that training where you wanted to give up Yes, um, there was a time there, probably in the third week or so, where, where we had three or four days with maybe five hours of sleep, and 
when you're deprived of sleep and food and you over exercise it really has an impact on your men mental yeah your mental health. yeah absolutely yeah so so i got to that point where i actually considered giving up i considered <laughs> suicide for just that half a tenth of a second and then it was like fuck that i'm not gonna give You're up gonna give up yeah and you, and you know <laughs> as an athlete you know how that feels where your muscles are giving up and it's spasming and it's that mental strength to push past your physical barrier yep. yeah and the marine corps conditions you to push yourself beyond your normal you like know your threshold what, that you have like it's mm. i i sort of understand that a little bit because like you know when when i compete in a nine man mm. like people go like i i couldn't imagine doing that for 12 hours and i'm like it's a it's actually amazing what your body can actually handle yes you know if you just do a little bit of training and and, and eat right and you know but um, and that's why i do i man it's not to to compete or anything it's the mental side of things because i know a lot of people go well screw that i couldn't do that and i'm like well hang on well i just did it yes you know what i mean anyone can do it but i think being a marine is 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 not going to be like there's going to be that 0.001 percent of people that would actually enjoy it or and actually make it yeah yeah well look i'll be completely honest I didn't enjoy it until I got it. And it wasn't until I understood that our potential lies on the outside of our comfort zone, you know, zone. And so many people want to achieve things, but they don't want to sacrifice and they don't want to push themselves past that point. They want to go down the easy road. That's it, yeah. And it isn't until you've gotten to that other side that you realize, oh my God, I never thought that I could do that. I never thought that I could go two or three days without sleep. And I never knew that I could, you know, run 20Ks or 30Ks, but it's that mental push, which you can identify with as an Iron Man, which is another category again yeah, yeah like for me i think it's easy and then but other people just go like nah, screw that so mm. so all right so you become a marine yes um and then what you get deployed you that was it like you you're you because where where did you where did you train for that where was that was that in baltimore or no 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 so so we actually went to a place called paris island which is in south carolina and you have the original boot camp, which goes for three months, yep. where, where they break you down and they build you up because you have to be able to understand how to endure and how to, and, um, how to push yourself past normal physical limits. After that, we then go to what they call combat training, which is approximately um, five weeks or so where then we we then are are sort of taught how to survive in different environments tropical cold de de desert yep. um, so we are cross-trained and we are specifically trained to thrive in adverse environments but we're taught most of all 
that when there is absolute chaos to become and they teach us how to prioritize what's important and what's not so for example if we are in a team of three to five and if your team dies or two or three we are taught not to tap into the normal emotions yeah. that most people would because in our job that becomes a liability for us cold strategic logic and and instinct is our assets wow okay so what did it feel like when you like because people would have failed i'm guessing yes so not everyone becomes a Marine Corps. Like, yes. So, yeah. you know, um, so obviously you got through the training and, and you were successful. Um, like when you get deployed for that first time, mm-hmm. where, where did we go? Where was the first time that you were deployed? How old were you? So, so, so the actual first place that I went was Iraq. Yep. And, and to, to actually go, it was sort of like, You've trained, and now it's game on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit's about to like <laughs> those a, bullets coming back at you. Yeah, yeah, they're real. Yeah, they're, they're like you real. know, it's, it's not like a PlayStation game, and you get respawned, mate. Like it's like they're shooting back at you. They're like, shooting back at you. And look, um, I will sort of hackfully um, block out certain details here, but what I will say is this when people see the movies of boot camps and drill instructors screaming at you and the heart um that is all specifically designed so that you can deal with the rigors of combat where combat is insane there's there's bombs going off there's people's dying and you need to be, be able to remain calm and f- f- focused on what is important. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, you've got a job to do. you got a job to do. Yeah, but for that first time, it Were was... Were you, like, shitting yourself? Yeah. Um, I was actually shitting myself on the actual plane before I jumped out because I'm a parachutist also. But once I jumped, then... You go into a, a, a something a, switches on. Game like time. It's it's, it's I, I exactly know what you mean there. Like I am you know, like, yeah. no no motor racing. Oh, you okay. know like yeah. you're in the pits and you're cruising around and when that helmet goes on, it's 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 just like you blink once and it's like bang. You're like you 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 know you, you switched on. So I understand what you're saying there. Like you're probably absolutely shitting yourself. Uh, in in the helicopter or the plane, they, then you jump out and you're like, yeah, shit, like this is what I train for, what and I you're into it. Yeah, yeah, because because what sort of happens there is you train so much, which you can identify with, where it becomes muscle memory, where you don't have to think about anything. Yeah, it just happens. It just happens. You've done it a thousand times, and you're just in that gear. You're in that gear. So. So once you're in that gear, there's sort of like, it's sort of a blank between when you started and when you end. Because yep. in the middle, you're in that gear that you've been training for. Yep. Yeah, where... Well, but yeah. it's also survival mode. Like, you, you, you want to you live. You want to come back and see your family and, and, and live life. And, like, it's, it's game on. It's 
game on. But the difference is that for us, when we're in that gear, we're not thinking about our family. Because once we tap into that emotional point, the fear starts to kick in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, so you try and just mentally blank it out and just... Just, just go for it. A, go B, for C, the target. Yeah, just go for the targets. Yeah, yeah. So look, you know, so um, I've been deployed to multiple... So where have you been? Iraq? Iraq. Afghanistan? Croatia. Croatia. Um, a place called Ro. Rwanda, Rwanda, yeah, so Africa. African, yep, yep, African. That probably and would have been an eye, an eye opener. Rwanda. That was the worst. Oh, I've got no doubt. Experience. It would be like the most vicious, vicious. And then uh, uh, after that, then we had uh, after that we had Panama. Oh, Panama, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Panama. Yeah, that would have been pretty crazy too. That was also crazy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. mate, we, we yeah. could talk about hours like this, but yeah. um, so how long were you in it for? Twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah. Holy shit! How old are you now? I am now forty-eight. I'll be forty-nine to twenty-four for sure. All right, for the listeners, yeah. all right, you can't see us in the studio. This guy looks thirty. So, heaps of carrot juice. Yeah, he keeps a carrot juice. <laughs> no alcohol. Yeah, he's ready. All right. So, yeah, yeah. so what made you stop? 12 years in it. What yeah. made you stop? Just the end of the actual contract. Yep. Um, was was the war coming to an end at that sort of stage yeah, yeah, as yeah. well too? Yeah, it came to an end. And then... Were you, were you relieved? Sorry? Were you relieved? Like, do you miss it? Do you like? Yeah. Well, look, it's sort of funny because, um, at the end of it, I was kind of like, yes, finally, I'm going to have, um, the time to actually take control of my own life again. Yeah. And this sort of takes me into something else. Like, at first, I was like, yeah, I'm getting out. I'm going to be able to do things and have my own life again. But then once I got out, because I had done that for so long, and whilst I was in there, I did things that I did not process. Yep. So when I got out, I began to miss it like crazy because I didn't have to plan because everything was planned for me. Yeah. I was actually told what I had to do, yeah. Where to be, be here, what to do. Be, yeah. yeah, right. And and then and then the sort of um, background of what I did whilst in there started to impact me. So I actually had probably two to three years where I had extreme PTSD, yeah. where I was just angry and aggressive all the time. I just wanted to fuck people up all the time, and. I just had a very short temper, temper, a very very short temper, which I actually still. Well, I've have. never seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see you crack it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, but, where'd this come from? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, after long hours and weeks on the actual couch, I've learned a strategy 
of redirecting that temper into insanity, just being funny. Yep. You know, we make it so, so, so that's enjoy life, have some fun, don't it, take it too serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how I know you. Yes, 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 yeah. So like you know, once I got out, I was just angry, upset, peed, PSD. Um, I ended up, um, you know, homeless and good, good enough, unemployable. Um, so you were homeless as well. Yes, yes. So how long were you homeless for? Uh, I was homeless for seven months. In what was that like? It was, it was horrible because. The more that I tried to obtain employment, the more I failed. And I actually kept and still have 73 rejections from places like, you know, Swizzlers and that. And what got me was, hey, I've done all this in my life. Why won't Swizzlers take me? Yeah, but it was the best, worst experience in my life because I learned who I am. Sorry? How old were you? Um, this is going back to, I was 33, yeah, 32. So 33, you were homeless? Yes, yes. It's crazy. Goodna, yeah. Um, and Here in Brisbane, Goodna. Yeah, yeah, Goodna. And Where were you sleeping? Um, in and out of a caravan park that's just off the Ipswich waterway yep. there that actually Washed away in the 2011 floods. Yep. Yes. So yep. Just, yeah, just I like, remember it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they. Did but, you have a family? Sorry. Family, kids. Um, at that time, no. Um, I did have my partner, wife at that time, and she, and look, you know, she, she was actually instrumental in helping me find my self again. Um. What sort of happened here is I did things that were unspeakable that I had to do, but I never emotionally dealt with it. And I had flashbacks and nightmares and all that sort of stuff, but I tried to run from it and it wasn't... And not face it. and, and, And face it. It wasn't until I faced it, screamed and cried and dealt with it that then I was able to forgive myself and that helped me to love myself. And once I did that, then because I loved myself, I was then able to connect to people and get back on the bandwagon, which then led to me driving cabs and intermittently all right, so we. Drum roll. Drum roll. This is what the fellas have been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, 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 Strawberries yeah, yeah. and cream. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. so we go from Marine Corps to homeless. Yep. To homeless to, to cab driver. Yep. Okay. Um, we, we don't really need to talk about the cab driving. Like, that would have been interesting. Like, um, you know, picking up people you would have seen and heard of a lot of stories, you know, from, from the back seat. I've got no doubt with yeah, yeah. people that you're picking up. Yep. Um, and then from that, like how, then you become a stripper. Yes. How, how do you become a stripper? For those listening, <laughs> how do you become a stripper? How do you become a stripper? Like what, yeah. what, 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 what qualities, <laughs> what, qualities? What, what requirements <laughs> do you <laughs> need to have <laughs> to become a stripper? Okay. Well, look, um, firstly, I'll say this just quickly here. Um, 
in the actual cabs was where I discovered that I was a people person because of the spectrum of personalities and people that I had to deal with. Yeah. So I bet I'll you could connect with them. Connect with them from yep. poor to architecture to whoever. Sure. Now, in terms of how I became a stripper, it was completely unforeseen. So um, I was actually trying to find a casual job yep. back in the day. So I saw an advertisement for a waiter um, that was at the corner of Elizabeth Street and Albert Street, which was like diagonally across from the McDonald's that's at the bottom of the Queen Street Mall. Sure. So diagonally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So down, down to where City Rowers used to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In that area. Down the back there. Down the back there. Yeah, so I got this thing and I called them and the name of the place was the Stuffed the Duck. Stuffed Duck, right? Restaurant. So um, the guy hired me and I used to work there on a Friday and Saturday night upstairs it was sort of a French restaurant and I was just your normal sort of waiter so casually I worked there four hours on the Friday night and four hours on the Saturday night so the venue was upstairs but the owner also owned downstairs and um, I used to see like girls queued up around the corner around five six o'clock dolled up and stuff but i had no idea what was, what was going on you know um and look you know i i've never been in the performing entertaining industry didn't have a clue anyway one evening the actual boss came hey and said hey look um we are sort of short half down surveyors. Um, can you help out? So, yeah, 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 sure. But he said, look, there's one thing. <laughs> there's one thing. Um, yeah, I know what that is. He said, look, um, it's actually, you're going to have to do it topless and in a restraint. I said, look, no thanks. I'm not interested. So he said, look, I'll pay you $80 an hour. Okay, I'll I mean, give it a shot. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Everyone's got a dollar amount, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, yeah, man. Yeah. Obviously, we've just found Caesars with it. It's 80. 80 bucks an hour. Mate, he'll do whatever you want for 80 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. right, tops, tops off, G-strings on. Yeah, yeah. 80 bucks an hour. But so, back then, like, yeah. how old were we? Ah. Uh, Mid thirties, yeah, maybe thirty-five, thirty-six. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> even back then, like thirteen, fourteen years old, yeah. I go, you know, eighty bucks an hour—that's good money. Good money, right? So yes, well, like you said, look, it's only a two-hour gig, two and a half hour gig. You're just going to be taking drinks and cocktails to our quote-unquote valued customers. Yep. So I uh, <laughs> went down there, and I was nervous as hell. Because I've never had a G-string G before. Never wore a G-string. Never been hopless. And it was packed out like 250 women. They're screaming. They're grabbing you. They're asking for bourbons or cocktails, this, that. So I was completely overwhelmed. You're like, oh, man. Where have I... Where's this been my whole life? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I was a nervous wreck. But after two, three weeks, you know, I started to get... 
in my groove, you know, like <laughs> repetition makes everything easier in life, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um best podcast ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um so I'm sort of doing it two through and 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 uh then one night I would have been maybe four to five weeks in and the and the actual come here goes he goes hey um ladies who wants to see caesar on stage and the spotlight shut your mind on me and i'm like no 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 no, i'm good man like i'm not a dancer or anything i'm like and he's like no no uh who wants to see caesar and the girls started banging their forks and the knives on the table they got well for caesar what are they going caesar 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 and i'm a nervous wreck man i'm shaking and i got up on stage and he just said, hey, can you just say hi? I said, you know, hi, ladies. And crazy. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, he did that to me for about three to four weeks. Yeah. Right? And then slowly but surely, I started getting more confident up there. Yeah. And then maybe uh, there was a time there, maybe eight weeks into it, he said, hey, who wants Caesar to do the lap dance? Because they all had, at the end of it, you know, for the birthday girl who liked the hen, they yeah, do a special lap dance. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, so I was like, who wants to see Caesar do the lap dance? And he got me up, and I couldn't move or anything. I was nervous and sweating, and the smoke is going, the music is going, the spotlight sweating. And then that sort of went on for three, four weeks, and then I got very confident and. That's it. That's it, man. Then, then I started. Um, so, were you doing them private shows, or was it always just in this one place that you? And 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 when we say strip, like are we talking completely stripped? Well, see, um, uh, at that time when I was doing it, I did public shows where we would only go to usually G string. Yep. Right, right. But then once I got more experience we did have private shows for at the right price we would show you a little bit more yeah there's not much left to show man if, if you've got only a g-string on yeah 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 but but you know it's just a quick flash and it's just the <laughs> tease and excitement so so look man um there's a guy here actually that comes in time to time that taught me everything his name is ronnie mckenzie Thunder, um, and he taught me how to dance. He taught me how to do acro splits, backflips, all this sort of thing. And before you know it, I was doing seven to eight gigs on a Saturday night, three on a Friday, and uh, toured all over Australia. And uh, they sort of good money. Sorry, like good money. Look, um, at that time, you could make anywhere, say between 200 a night up to maybe a grand yeah yeah um but then it sort of died off after a while yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um so i did that man for years like you know eight nine years or so and it was a blast and i used to drive my actual taxi and keep my so you're still driving a cab yeah. during the day and yep. then, and then stripping at night. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. So yeah, it was 
an awesome experience. experience. Oh, yeah, mate, it's, it's definitely colourful. Um, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a lot of people could say that they were, you know, yeah, yeah. in the Marines and then homeless and then become a stripper. Yeah, yes. Um, and, and then, like, so we've really fast-forwarded all through, you know, quite quickly in your yeah. life. We now look at you now today. Yes. A very successful real estate agent. It's crazy. Yeah, it's... it's crazy, like, to, to, you know, to think, you know, where you were born, your upbringing... Yeah. then what you got into and then what you've seen and experienced yeah you know to you know you've seen the highs and, and, and then you've been at the bottom yeah like you've hit rock bottom yeah yeah don't get much worse than being homeless yeah yeah well well look you know chris at that time what sort of happened here is i actually had three or four jobs going at one time so i started in the actual cabs then i started Dancing. Then I started buying cars and selling them. Yep. Then I got into property. Um, but no, yeah. you, you're at the movies, weren't you? Yeah. Yes. Let, let, let's after that, let's, yeah. let's talk about like, like yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because that's I think where we met. Yes. 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 Right? Like it was. Uh, you know, we were putting on movie nights for all of our clients. Yep. At the local <laughs> cinema, and here's this big ass dude. You know, like wearing the white with the red pinstripe you know lollipop bloody outfit that you've got to wear with that stupid shitty hat you know serving yes, yeah. popcorn yes, yes. At, at the cinema and yep. your charisma and, and just your personality I'm like dude you're in the wrong job you should be in real estate yes you did fast man. forward here we are yep, yep. where is he <laughs> and guess where he's working all property he's working with us like that's you know so it's just amazing where what, where life can take you, you know, it can t- it can pull you in all different directions. You know, you can see the highs, you can see the lows. You've seen some shit that, you know, I would never even want to imagine. You know what I mean? And then um, and then you've done some crazy stuff like cab driving and, and stripping. And then, you know, you're at the movies. And and uh, here, here we are here today. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. But- Do you not look, like, look back at that and just go, what a whirlwind? Like, because that, that's definitely against the grain, man. Yes, it's definitely against the actual grain. Because, to be honest, I've never had any ambitions or dreams of being in property or real estate agent. But but what drives you, Caesar? Sorry? If you got to give me one thing, what drives you? What drives me is the want to realize my innate potential you just want to release that potential and see how far you can actually really take it yeah 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 just because i've had some serious rock bottoms where i even had a time where i had to teach myself how to speak again and how to talk again so now i see this as a bonus time where i live my life in an atmosphere of no fear because now is the time to whatever um, is inside me I want to realize that potential unabashed yeah well mm-hmm. there you go that's uh, that that is the short story I don't even know how long it's it's almost 40 minutes man so we could talk for probably four hours and really dive in quite deep on some of that. But um, we we will close it off there, man. I um, 
yeah i've just learned so much about you just just in that time right then Thank you know, you, i i knew the overall story of caesar but i didn't really know you know the the ins out I, especially i didn't know you were homeless man like yeah. you know um i've slept on the streets once i saw that once yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i hated it yeah i think i got a couple of hours sleep it was on a concrete slab and i think we got a piece of cardboard and we did it for charity yeah yeah you know the ceo um sleep out yeah and uh yeah but to to endure months and weeks and and days of that i i, I don't know how people do it so yeah. uh mate are you 100 you're an inspiration you're you're a success story you really are you've you're quite a colorful character um <laughs> we always have fun we, well, we certainly <laughs> always have fun but uh yeah yeah i just that's what i yeah, that's what this podcast is all about this podcast is not just about real estate you know the, the last episode was around mentoring kids and stuff and i wanted today just to be completely like i think your story is completely going against the grain you know, you Absolutely. have not just gone, you know, hey, finish high school, go to uni, get a degree, got a job, got a family, got a house. Like, it's, yeah. mate, you've gone left, right, up, down. Yeah, but like, what I'd like to just share here is that my actual spectrum of experiences has taught me to be grateful for what most people take for granted. Yep. And, and or it's shown me not to have an entitlement mentality but but have the guts and the courage to to go out there and work for what you want yeah, go and get what you want mm. i think we leave them at that Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway listeners if you've got any comments or if you've got any questions especially the blokes if you want to know how to get into stripping or how to do some dance moves caesar is definitely the man for that or if you want to become a marine corps or get in the army but look leave us some feedback make a comment below wherever you're listening to this on spotify or itunes or google play wherever it might be soundcloud um Post a comment. We will always get back to you, Caesar. Man, absolute pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Going Against the Grain.